0: Now in year number six, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Everybody sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I do hope you'll share it with your friends and family. Cheers. Hello, everyone. And welcome to episode 306 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, company from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for checking out the episode. Had some sunshine the last few days. Pretty excited about that. This is the next episode in my previews for 2024. And in just a moment, I am going to be joined by my mate, Tim Outthread from the Whiskey Bulldogs podcast as we preview the Western Bulldogs for 2024. Now, don't forget, folks, that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note via email or shoot me a message on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that sort of thing. I love being able to highlight these clubs. And today's club of the episode, trying to stay uh, somewhat local with the Bulldogs, are the West Footscray Roosters of the Western Region Football League. And the club was founded back in 1932, and they play their games at the Kevin Shorten Reserve. The men's senior side won their most recent premiership, their seventh in, 27, excuse me, in 2007, and the women's team won the minor premiership in 2021. Now, as far as their uh, notable players, we have Marty McDonald, who uh, played for Footscray 92 VFL games, uh, wrapped around his service during the Second World War. Laurie Sandilands, who was a uh, former captain for Footscray, who uh, played a total of 164 games between Footscray and Collingwood, and Robert McGee, who played juniors at Footscray in the 80s before he went on to a 13-year dual premiership career uh, in the VFL with Footscray Richmond and South Melbourne. So I do want to wish the Roosters the absolute best going forward in 2024. I will have a link to their uh, website and to their Facebook page in the show notes if you want to check that out. Now, let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Tim Outthread from the Whiskey Bulldog podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely thrilled to be welcoming my guest back to the podcast. I have had him on previously. He has been a a great friend of the podcast, been uh, an absolute gentleman, uh, the host of the Whiskey Bulldog podcast. And this is Tim Outthread, and he is a Mad Western Bulldog supporter. And Tim, how are you doing this morning, sir?
1: yeah doing great um just had a few days off after running a night shift so um just recuperating and enjoyed the uh super bowl um from your compatriots over there in the states so yeah it's been um quite quite a change in the weather out here from 35 degrees to about 19 today so um yeah just uh chilling inside and um looking forward to uh our interview today
0: well do you when it gets down to you know i i know when it's 35 you probably have the air conditioning running but when it gets down to 19 do you open the windows and let some fresh air in and that sort of thing and and air the house out you know we'll do that here in february if it gets up to about 12 or 13 we'll we'll get the windows open for a few hours just to let some fresh air in the house
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. um the fresh air when it's 35 is is uh too dry and stifling so we have the air on (laughs)
0: okay yeah well it makes sense it definitely definitely makes sense but it's uh it uh i i don't know if i could handle the the 35 consistently like that it's just it's a uh it's it's hotter than i think i would be comfortable with for a long period of time i imagine it takes some getting used to
1: Oh, I'm very much used to it. I used to live in Sydney as well where it would get to that hot, but then also be 90% humidity. So we'd be dripping in sweat.
0: That is, you know, I lived in the state of Georgia here for a few years and it was very similar. It would not get quite that warm, but the humidity was definitely there. It was... uh it was though you would you know take a shower and then you would almost leave like you know the like, the like the big trough that they would use to like you know to put water out for cattle or for hogs and that sort of yeah. thing. You would almost need one filled with talcum powder that you could just hop into and roll around after you get yeah. out of this shower just to try to just yeah. to make sure you dried off a little bit there. But uh there's any
1: linen or polo shirts.
0: there. <laughs> yeah, ex- well and and I <laughs> I you know for those of you who are watching on YouTube, I I the continuity thing I'm working on here cuz I I actually wore this sweater to school yesterday and I recorded the introduction and the closing yesterday and I made sure I put the sweater back on today to do the actual interview as well so it doesn't look like we did a uh, you know a uh, fashion show in the middle of this and swapped out the the outfit that I had, that I was wearing there so you know it's uh your your bulldogs are is it fair is I'm not sure I want to use the word enigma, but I'm not sure if I can come up with a better word than that right now, because this is a, this is a, a club that on paper, I mean, granted, I, I tipped them to play in the grand final last year against Melbourne. And yeah, you know,
1: that's generous, but um, (laughs) definitely they, they did a lot worse than most people predicted. Uh, At least most people were predicting top eight. I was predicting on a good day, top four. Mm Mm-hmm um no one would have thought they would have dropped out
0: yeah it's just like a,
1: geelong i guess
0: yeah exactly well yeah except i don't think you guys are quite as old as the cats and yeah I, and i think that we i had think a good that, list yeah i think that that number i think after 2024 for the cats is probably going to change significantly because i think there's a lot of players that are on the north side of 30 who are mm. probably in their swan song down at Cardinia park. I think this is their last year for several players in the hoops. So, but mm-hmm. you know, who knows, maybe they can go out on top. I'm not, I'm not counting on it. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't I think I can be so bold as to say that that's a top eight side right now. And I hope that they absolutely call me out on it and tell me that I'm completely messed up in the head by not thinking that or thinking that they're mm-hmm. not going to be there and that they just, you know, make a run. But, um, you know, this is a club that, you know, on paper has a ton of talent. This is a very good side. Now, they, you know, you did lose, you know, I don't know if I would call him the heart and soul of the club, but he certainly is, is a, you know, a, a young man who, if he was going well, the club was going well, and Bailey Smith, you know, you know and he's yeah. gone for the year, and there's a possibility you may never see him in the red, white and blue again, because the rumblings are out there that after this year, he may be headed off somewhere else. And and Geelong is one of those places that keeps getting talked about.
1: Yeah. There was the murmurings of all of that, you know, years gone by now, if it feels like a long time ago with the season Mm -hmm. (laughs) starting very soon now. Um, Bailey Smith. Yeah. His best year was 2021 with us and you know last year he didn't do as well as people had thought so his position was probably safe at bulldogs but then he's gone done an acl injury at training so he's with us for a while during his recovery period um hopefully maybe he can work on himself at the same time which is all the stuff that was happening in the background yes Uh, um so uh maybe he'll do a bit of physical recuperation as well as mental or social um, at the same time. And then you'll see where his priorities are at.
0: Right. With, and, and, um, and, nobody, and nobody, and nobody is, you know, wishes, you know, regardless of what club you support. I, I don't think anybody, anybody that's a, you know, a decent fan of, of any game or of any club does not wish ill on anybody else. You know, certainly you know injury wise emotionally mm-hmm. you know battling whatever demons they may have you know let let the contests be decided you know in the on the oval rather than boy i sure hope this guy doesn't play because he's been making all of these you know poor judgments in his in his career and you know he's not going to be there and that's going to help help my team out and it's just that's that's to me that's not being a great supporter of the game if if you take that approach to things you know so and again, you know, I don't know everything that went on, and it's it's not necessarily my business or anybody's business, and it's something that 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 he has to deal with. And uh Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be So
1: it could go two of either ways. Either he comes back a, a better man at the end of his recuperation or stays about the same. Um, who knows?
0: Right. And and he may be somebody that that if he decides to stay with the Bulldogs for another year, they may be able, you know, cause his contract runs out this year that he might be able to get signed. They may be able to sign him to a contract where he kind of, you know, they bring him in at maybe a bit of a reduced price to kind of say, prove to us that you still have the abilities that you showed us before. And if you prove that we'll talk about, you know, a, a larger dollar number in the subsequent year.
1: Hmm. Yeah so anyway yeah yeah that's a watch this space one
0: yeah exactly exactly so you know you you've got you have somebody who's come into the side in uh in nick caulfield uh who is um uh, mm. you know who's coming in uh from the saints and this is a young man who has quite frankly missed the bulk of the last couple of years yeah. um you know he's struggled to stay healthy and uh it's just you know this is a you know a kid who's who's got all the talent in the world and you know he you know he may be able to slot in and help this side you know if he's able to you know to get himself right and get his body right um could be a a, a big addition um to the club this year
1: yeah I, I agree um what was lacking from the 2023 season was a consistent and competent defense. So he might be able to just slot into the team now, um, as a defender, Mm -hmm. which is, um, what we need. So hopefully that just works out. (laughs) Um, he did have a good season in the VFL. So I think we're banking on Nick Caulfield coming in to the, um, starting team as a, as a defender. I know hopefully the mix with, um, Liam Jones and Ed Richards and, um, now Jamie O'Donnell who was looking good at the tail end of, um, the 2023 season. So hopefully that combination just magically works and we'll see what it looks like in the Pracky games.
0: Yeah. He got a dozen games under his belt, um, last year as well, but you know, yeah, 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 you you lost, you know, Jordan sweet headed off to port Adelaide. Yeah. And I and I guess I missed it, but uh I didn't re- I you know, I didn't I didn't pick up on or I somewhere along the line I missed that Josh Bruce had retired. I did not notice that. Uh yeah,
1: well um which, at the tail end of twenty twenty three in that Giants game, which we was a tragic game and I was there in person and then we saw the ACL mm-hmm. pop um so Josh Bruce's other knee. Yeah. Uh. So two ACLs in three years or something. Um. And we just knew that it was an ACL at the time. He knew he was done. Yeah. Um. And then it was a not not a surprise that he announced his retirement after.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, and you know, for you know a couple of years ago, before his first knee injury, he was just you know he. He was a a, a serious force around the goal for the club. I remember he had what a, a game where he kicked a bag of ten of them, if I'm not mistaken. Did he know? Uh, yeah, him? that was yeah. the
1: North Melbourne game. Yeah. yeah. That was Rich. amazing. Uh and then tail end of twenty twenty one, he did the ACL. Yeah. Very innocuous looking uh injury, wasn't tackled or anything. Um and I think would have contributed to the loss in twenty twenty one at the grand final.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And 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 it was just, it was strange to see him because they moved him back in defense when he came back also. That was just a, that was kind of just yeah. interesting to see him playing there instead of, you know, and 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 again, I guess this is more of a, you know, a compliment to, you know, uh, Jamar Yugo-Hagan U- U- to, to say that, you know, that this, that that young man was ready to, to spread his wings and, 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 you know, start to become, you know, the guy, if you will, um, with, with uh the forward structure for the club, but it's uh it was it was kinda sad to see um to see him go out that way. But I, I just yeah, you know, I just think, you know, real, yeah real real tough break for him. But yeah you know, but it's uh you know you still got you know some of the, the you know the best uh midfielders um in the comp. You know, you know Bontempelli and you know, I think anybody would love to have him you know on their side. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh... I
1: think last, last season was bond's best year, um, just statistically and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but when he was doing well, the team was doing well, but sometimes the team let him down quite a few times, especially around the midfield. So yeah, yeah it's a uh... it, very mixed bag season for the rest of the team, but he, he was Mr. Consistent,
0: Yeah. It's, and, and, and he's, he is most definitely that way. He's, you know, he's not, uh, um, he said, he's not somebody that you don't want to have on your side. You know, you, you definitely Mm -hmm. want to run him out there and he's, and he's, and he's going to be that, that, that player that is going to, you know, that's going to just elevate everybody around him as well. So, what are your expectations for this year you know yeah yeah we're commiserating here because we both had clubs that you know on paper had finals aspirations and both um what's the t- euphemism I want to use they laid an egg uh mm. which you know it's it's interesting to know that a cat and a bulldog both laid an egg but they managed to somehow do it uh <laughs> yeah and the um, did not yeah <laughs> um
1: Amazing. Uh, yeah, it was a tragic season for the Bulldogs, I think, because they were up and down, up and down, and then very much down at the end, um, mm-hmm. losing some very, very winnable games, um, such as against the West Coast Eagles. Um, that was it's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, this year, obviously, we need for Bebo's sake to make finals. Um, I've done a few different ladder predictions and it ranges between top four and top eight, but, um, I just, at this stage don't feel like anything much else has changed if not gotten worse for the team. So we'll need to see how we go at the start of the season or in the, in the practice matches. Um, I think the, the first few games will be telling because quite a few of them are from teams which wouldn't you wouldn't expect to make top eight. So right, there'd right. be a, a good test at the start of the season, I think. Yeah,
0: you start out with you know you you've got the you know the demons, the suns, the eagles, the cats, and the bombers, and uh, yeah, and
1: so we can get three of five of those, then maybe we can scrape the top eight. Um, yeah. We we need to get our revenge against the the poor eagles.
0: (laughs) Well, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that one at um, least. (laughs) That one you are you are you're you're, you've you got them at home the first time. Um, Yeah, because I don't. I'm trying to think if you play them twice this year. I'm looking at your list of the clubs that you're doubled up against. Uh, You got Mm -hmm. the cats, the giants, the ruse, the demons, the dockers, and the swans, and you know you got you know you've definitely got an, another enigmatic team there in your in your teams you're doubling up against in the dockers because that's a that's a club right there you know that on paper again should be a finals side and i think you know you said you've done you're yeah. done your ladder predictions you know there's there's a you know possibility i think that you could make an argument that maybe 13 or 14 Maybe even fifteen clubs could play finals this year that it's that it's you know you've got it you got two or three clubs that I think are
1: In the the consensus bag. Yeah. the consensus would mm. be
0: that they're probably top four sides, but then there are some others well, yeah. that, you know that are likely to be making some uh some moves you know there are you know there are clubs that you know people you know and I and I'll tell you about this off air but i I have a club. That I, that I think is going to drop out of the eight, uh, that not a lot of people are thinking are going to drop out of the eight mm. and like I said, I'll tell you about that off air, but, uh, yeah, I will tell you that when I did the preview episode with the supporter of that club, when the cameras were not rolling, they felt the same way mm. about their side yeah. They were very concerned think, about their stuff I side. think
1: I, I suspect I, I know which one that is.
0: <laughs> you want to you want go you want to go ahead. And, I'll confirm if you get it right. I'll go ahead and confirm. If no, you get it
1: right. no, we'll talk off air about it. Okay, I don't want okay. to commit. No,
0: that, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. So, um, you know what? Yes, you 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 said something that I thought when I jotted it down here, and I already had it written down as a note here as well. But um,
1: mm.
0: you know, it sounds like. There, you know, and some things I've been reading online that there's been a bit of a rift between Chris Grant, the footy boss, and Luke Beveridge. Yeah. Yeah, And you said that, you know, that they had to do this for Bevo's sake. If they do not make finals, is he the senior coach of the Bulldogs in 2025 or do they go in a different direction?
1: Yeah, though, I think that the membership was already calling for heads to roll for this season okay and they did a a review with peter jackson as everyone knows um which seemed like on the face of it a bit of window dressing and a bit bit of politicking in the background so it's hard to say exactly what the results of all of those changes will be
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but the proof will be in the pudding on the field as, as it always is. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I didn't suspect that there would be any large tensions within the football department other than, Oh, why aren't we performing? You know, maybe they have, everyone has different ideas on what to do about it, that kind of thing, which would be Mm -hmm. a natural thing. But whether the relationships were tarnished that to the extent where they cannot work together anymore i i just don't quite believe
0: right right yeah and it's and the the other and again i don't know if there's any validity to it or not but uh you know the other rumblings that i have seen and 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 have read about is that the the time that he would be unemployed if Luke Beveridge is not back with the Bulldogs could be very short because if, uh, if a certain club that wears purple heave hoes and gets themselves sent down below, uh, Mm. that, uh, that Justin Longmuir may find himself out of a job and that, 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 that Mm. Luke Beveridge might be the guy to go in and, you know, raise, raise the Titanic at, at Fremantle, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think 2024 season will be um, very pointed for many clubs. Yeah. So there'll be movement. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, you could see it happening. Even if Bulldogs do okay, make finals at least, maybe play yeah. one final, he still right. might move anyway.
0: That's true. That's true. So
1: that it might not be because we perform poorly, but because there's movement in the, in the AFL.
0: Because he may want... You know they—they they you know since you said that there was this evaluation of of the club from Peter Jackson and 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 I don't know yeah. his contracts. I don't know, uh, Luke Beveridge's contract situation in terms of when his contract with the club is up. But if you, know, if they're maybe End not willing, twenty twenty five. Okay, so he's got a year left yeah. after this, but you know if he goes to them and says, "Hey, I'd you know I'd love to get, you know, another couple of years added on for security." And they say no, then then maybe maybe this maybe there's some fire with it goes along with the smoke about this this thing with Fremantle. Yeah. Should Justin or not be with the Dockers anymore after this year? And uh you know it's
1: Yeah. I it's, mean it kind of when you put it all together, how um the defense of the Bulldogs this year was poor mm-hmm. and Rowan Smith was much appraised as the defensive coach for quite a long time. Maybe his departure was related to the performance of the defense. And then therefore, because they're, they were all great friends together. And then there's probably a rift out of that departure, mm-hmm. bringing someone else in as the defense coach might have changed the dynamic quite a lot. So, uh, Daniel Pratt is now, the defensive coach, which is, I think, a great idea, um, because he was involved in the West Coast flag in twenty eighteen, okay, and um, he came up with the the Wiggles Web, which was praised at the time of, of being one of the contributors to how successful that team was.
0: Can you say that? So, did you say? Did you say the Wiggles Web?
1: Wiggles. Okay, the am okay. Eagles.
0: I'm, yeah, okay, the Weagle, Okay, okay, that makes sense then, because I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm sitting. When you said that, I'm thinking, hot potato, hot <laughs> potato. I would. <was>, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if you do yeah, I've yourself heard, a I've favor the Weagles, and look. I've heard
0: the Weagles part. Yeah, I've heard that, but yeah, it just that yeah. didn't register with my with my brain right then when you said that. So.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen an explanation of it before, it's quite impressive to look to watch. So look it up on YouTube. I will definitely um, take a look at that then. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that strategy I think was the opposite of the strategy that, that the bulldogs were using mm-hmm. where, um, or that, or at least it was a combination strategy that didn't quite work. So, um, Pratt's approach performed before, which is now well documented, probably not used anymore is, um, the it'd be man on man defense but also guarding space at the same time whereas the bulldogs approach has been more guarding space and not being man on man okay so this weagles web was more of a combination strategy which i think probably would have fit at least certain periods of the game especially games like the uh the giants game where we weren't guarding the goal kickers at all in defense and they were just having free reign and able to get good positions to kick for goal um so yeah as a shake of the defense strategy is probably not a bad thing and having different people in to do that is probably not a bad thing but it seems like there's been some fallout in the club internally for that but it's hard to take a read from the outside and there's lots of speculation about it.
0: Okay. So, you know, you, you said you've done, you've done several ladder predictions, you know, you had, you know, maybe top four, top eight, that sort of thing. So I'm going to ask you, it's a two, two part question. First off, you know, what, what, what does a successful season for the Bulldogs look like this year? And then on the flip side, what are the things that you're going to be looking for when you go, uh-oh, the wheels have fallen off. What are the things you're going to be looking for when you when you when you if it should happen that you go, "Uh-oh, this is not working the way we were hoping."
1: Well, if a successful season this year would simply just to look like a better defensive team and then full stop. So if at least if we can fix something, then we're on the right track. Okay. There might be a lot of transition period. There might be a lot of, um, it might take a lot of time to do all of that. I, I don't expect it to be magically fixed overnight. Okay. Um, so at least that area of the game improves and then therefore we have a better chance overall. Then on top of that, if that is then a successful strategy um, that gets us into the top eight if we then can improve the defense and the forwards, which was our second Achilles, I think, uh, last year, um, if we can improve the forward line a bit, then we'll be a top four team.
0: Okay. And I, 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 and I guess, like I said at the outset, I think this is a club that has enough talent to compete, you know, in the, uh, in the eight, should they get there? I mean, you, you know, you've got, you know, you've got a couple of potentially phenomenal goal kickers that, uh, that I, you know, that I, I, it's not that it's not that they haven't gotten the notoriety that they should have, you know, that they should have earned at this point in time. I think one of them has, but the other one is going to come along this year. And I think, you know, there are probably a lot of clubs that would say, Hey, do you want to trade out, you know, your, 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 you know, your two goal kicking forwards, you know, Naughton and, and, you know, you Hagen. And, and I don't know a lot of clubs that would say, nah, we'll stick with ours. I mean, I yeah. think a lot of clubs would love to have the potential of those two young men. Um, you know, Naughton is still, you know, he seems like, seems like he's been there since I've been watching the game, which he, you know, he pretty much has. And he's only 24. And, you know, you will hear his contract
1: is like almost career long now. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well, and that's, that's the other side of this. You know, you've got a couple of big names who are out of contract this year. And I was going to bring, you know, I was going to bring that up. And uh, Hmm. in just a moment, but um, do you think that uh, Jamara takes another major step forward this year? Because he, he started performing at a, pretty high level and, and started put, you know stringing some really good games together but yeah i think he could certainly take it you know up another notch or two as well
1: i i think he has to um i think his simple passing the ball around to his other teammates needs a lot of work um, his goal kicking is fine now um but just his simple kind of Half forward, um, play is just not not good enough. He he has so many clangers and so many missed kicks and and whatnot. That but that is just hilarious.
0: That you he expect, can find
1: he can find the sticks, but he can't find his man.
0: Well, but yeah, but you expect that to improve with experience, though, correct? I mean, that's you'd a, you'd that's hope
1: so, yeah. That,
0: yeah, I mean that it makes sense that as he gets better and more games under his belt that that's going to improve that he's you know that he's willing to yeah, find he the open he you know, should get some more confidence yeah find the open teammate to help them get the uh maybe the shorter more you know more uh you know opportune shot on goal than than he might have available to him yeah but, you know the 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 big one that we have to talk about though is the ruckman and you know Timmy. Tim English in terms of where is he going to be Next year. Now he's, he's not likely going, you know, there's been, because if I'm not mistaken, he's from WA, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, you know, I know that a lot of players, and when I, when I did the interview the preview with, with uh, Waza King about the, the, the Eagles, he said something rather interesting because he said that, you know, when they, when they decided to go ahead and draft Harley Reed, rather than trading down and picking up a bunch of picks, You know, he said that the club was making a conscious effort to to draft kids who were, you know, if they were looking eastward to draft Vic country kids rather than kids that were from Melbourne, because they don't necessarily have that direct connection with the city of Melbourne. They're not they're not, you know, get me back home to Melbourne. You know, they may you know, their their family may live, you know, much further to the east or further to the west and that that anchor if you will or that that linkage back to the majors metropolitan area isn't necessarily there but is is Timing? you know he's tim english is probably not going to be going to Fremantle with them you know having extended luke jackson and now sean darcy as well they if they decide to not play any defenders or any midfielders they might be able to afford him but uh mm-hmm. you know if they or if they you know they do, do like some people's fantasy teams and they buy you know they buy all like six big name players and everybody else at $150,000 mm. that aren't going to score any points for him. But could he find himself as a member of the West Coast Eagles next year when they've got another well, year of improvement out their belt? I think
1: Tim English needs needs a flag. He deserves one. Um You know, he's All-Australian this year. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of the better Ruckmans we've seen for a little while. Um and he's probably only going to get better or they'll reposition him. So he does a bit of forward time as well. He looks really good up forward as well.
0: Definitely a good Um, kick of the ball. I
1: think he will want to go where the flags are. Uh, I'm not sure how far off Fremantle or West Coast Eagles are from a flag, but probably where he is now is his chances are a little bit better.
0: I think that's 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 probably a safe bet. So I guess it's all all dependent upon the draw to home. Is is there anything that's pulling him back? You know, he played, you know, and again, I'm not uh I'm not really up on my uh WA geography other than you know, knowing you know where Perth and Fremantle are and you know the Fremantle area, that sort of thing is, but he was from hmm. Brookton Pingley Pingley, I think, or Pingley, Pingley. Uh, but then he played mm. with, you know, South Fremantle and the Waffles. I mean, you know, he, so he played in the basically the Metro, the Metroplex area. But it's, you know, is he somebody that was from, you know, a, a, you know, is he kind of like in, you know, you know, WA's version of Vic country to where maybe the draw to Perth is not as strong with him as as some mm. people may be thinking? Because, you know, WA is not exactly the smallest state in Australia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, someone like Tim English will always draw attention to see mm-hmm. whether he would be willing to move. Um, a bit like Bailey Smith, the the high performance players right, right. They That they're, they're they're still in their prime. Um, I think he'll stay for now.
0: Well, in fact, I'm just looking. Uh, I'm over on Zero Hanger right now, and uh, there's an article posted today. Um. Uh, About the, uh, well, the headline is Bulldogs boss addresses coach rumors latest on star free agents, future, um, speculation of tension between the, between two top dogs has been labeled as quote incorrect. So maybe there's not that riff that, uh, maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's the radio and the media that are trying to work. That's from Mitch Keating. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so
1: yeah, the, the, An unsuccessful year I think for the Bulldogs would be for everything to fall apart. Like they sometimes do after reviews like this Uh and we lose some key players because of it, we drop out of finals contention. We go backwards a little bit before we go forwards again, which will be a sad state of affairs, especially for our uh, um, elder statesmen of the team, um, including the bond who deserves another flag before he retires.
0: Which, and again, you know, this is the thing I can still never, I have a really difficult time wrapping my mind around, you know, that he's, you know, he's only 28 years old, but, you know, theoretically he's got maybe four or five or possibly six years left before, you know, Mm. despite how well he takes care of his body before, you know, parts of him start to go, ow, that does not feel better today uh well, he, it's he, de-
1: last year he carried the full weight of the whole team on his shoulders so yeah um, he, he's probably a bit more worn out than than he should be as well
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's a good point yeah that's a great point so um looking at the uh at the club you know is there a is there a bold prediction that you want to make about the club that uh, that you that other people might go Wow. Okay, that is that is bold. We we weren't thinking that, but that's a uh, that's a pretty gutsy call to make. Is there is there one that you have that uh, maybe you're the only one that's carrying that torch?
1: Well, I don't think many would say, and they would have been burnt from last year that Bulldogs are a top four side this year.
0: Yeah. So, well, I I did last I year. Think, I thought I, last year.
1: Yeah, I think many people were burnt on that. Um, yeah, I think, uh, maybe Aaron Norton will be the leading gold kicker that he deserves to be this year
0: or to win the Coleman. Okay. That's a, that's a,
1: yeah, that's that would a good, be yeah. bold prediction. If if yeah. we can do that well, that we get make top, break top four, I think Aaron Norton would be the one to, to get us there and the lot would have to turn around. <laughs> You,
0: well I I guess you know the the and and I and I like that one. But you know because uh you know Kurnow won that last year and there was you know he had a little bit of assistance up forward but he was still the guy. You know is there are there enough goals to go around between between he and Yugel Hagen. As we had that little hiccup there I was mentioning that uh you know, you you had tipped the, you know, Aaron Naughton, you know, is your bold prediction, you know, winning the Coleman. But I was wondering, you know, you had, you know, you had Kernow who, you know, had some help up forward kicking goals, but he was still the guy for Carlton last year. And I and I wonder, and and you know, are there enough goals to go around in the forward structure for the Bulldogs for him to to get that big of a, a number of goals? Now he's certainly capable of doing it. He certainly has the you know the the skill set to do that if the opportunities are there, you
1: know. Well, he was paid to be a leading goal kicker. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you what, I, I, the last, um,
1: I think some people have this,
0: uh, some people have,
1: some people have this idea that, um, he was actually a defender and should be down back. And then there was this chopping and changing with the Josh Bruce needing to be forward and, not needing to be down back when we're kind of on the ropes with that season. Right. Right. Um, Hopefully we just put that to bed this year. If, if Norton has a good run at the goals.
0: Yeah, it's, I think he's certainly capable of it. And, and I'll, and I, I probably should start promising people that I will not tip their perspective leading goal kicker to win the Coleman, because last year, the person I, I tipped to win the Coleman got hurt, and missed much of the season and todd marshall mm. the year mm. before that the year before that i tipped no it was actually it was last year also i tipped tuke miller to win the Brownlow. who got hurt last year tuke miller got hurt last year so i I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking you know maybe i should just you know ask people you know
1: who they want who, out
0: <laughs> yeah who do you who do you want you know you know like how much is it worth to you for me to not tip your your f- best goal kicker to you know to win the Coleman and how much is it worth for you to not you, you know me not to tip your best midfielder to win win the Brownlow cuz mm. it's been both spots last year both guys got hurt and mm. and I didn't I didn't think they were bad I didn't think they were bad choices I mean I thought you know I think Todd Marshall you know is in many ways he's very similar to to Aaron has he's you know he's a, a great kick of the ball um you know, just are the opportunities going to be there? You know, you've got, you know, you know Charlie Dixon's career is certainly winding down, so there's, you know, he's probably not going to get as many opportunities as, as he's had in the past. But I think it's just, you know, I, I, I think I think Naughton would be a great choice. But I'll I'll have to hold off in terms of who I who I end up tipping for that then. So yeah, yeah. So
1: I, I'm not betting the house on that, but okay. uh, that uh, would I, definitely be a very bold prediction.
0: I don't I don't bet anything, so I don't I've never. I've never placed a bet on anything in my life, so if that may, if that makes me boring, I mean, I've, I've never even, I've never even been in a casino before. I, I walked past one on a cruise that we went on once, but I never went inside of it. You know, yeah. I.
1: Okay, so uh, I have a question for you, Craig. Okay, if you found a hundred dollar note outside of a casino, uh-huh. it would be a lucky day, right? Would you take that hundred dollars and go buy some more Vegemite? Or would you put it all on red inside and then try to get double?
0: So if I put put it all in red on... on or what?
1: would you put it back where you found it and be the honest person?
0: Well, I... I I'll i be honest. I don't know if I would be the honest person. And I, <laughs> and I hate to say that. Um, I guess I have to... Putting it all on red, what, what game is that that I'm putting it all in on then? let oh that's so the you one with the, have, the that's you the, ball the
1: on red the, the chance okay. of making that 100 dollars into two
0: okay so it's like okay because there's a certain uh, there's a certain number of red dots or squares I guess oh that's the one that's the ball that the the wheels okay got it okay um yeah yeah I I'm I don't know if I would place the bet um I might actually pay the pay the fee for my podcast host for the next year with that. (laughs) That would be, you know, that would be something more worthwhile if nothing else. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, yeah, I think Vegemite has a significantly long shelf life, but you know, and, and quite frankly, a, a while back. And I, and I, I still have three jars in reserve up on the shelf behind, I think it's three. I'm going to have to break one of those open here pretty soon. But, um, I bought, you know, I've, I've bought, I bought a case of it. I bought a case of 12 jars at one time, uh, about a year and a half ago. And that was $45, $45 us. So, uh, so it was about $4 a jar. Uh, when I got low, like I am right now, I went back to, to buy another Mm -hmm. case and I thought it'd be another, it'd be $45. It was on Amazon. It was $98 for the same case of, of 12 jars. So, um, there's our there's our economy working well for us there. And it, granted, it had a little bit to do with you know COVID and shipping restrictions and that sort of thing. But it was still, I, I ordered. I it was actually cheaper for me to order three jars at a time. So I ordered two sets of three jars when I did it instead of ordering twelve that time. So those are my last three of the of the six that I bought the last time there. And I have one in yeah. my classroom and I have one downstairs in the kitchen right now. So, um, yeah, I would I would love to. I would love to be able to return it to the person but i'll be on I, I i would be honest i'll be honest that i probably would not be as honest as i should be there um as far as the you know the the putting it all on red or, red or black isn't it black the other one okay mm. i i yeah i i don't know if that i i don't know if that would be something you know i and I don't know. I like I said I've never been in, I've never been in a casino and I wouldn't want to look like an idiot when I went to do it, you know. So it's uh I I have another story off air to tell you that uh is um yeah cuz I I I certainly don't want my mom to hear this story and she listens to the podcast, but uh um
1: mm-hmm. I didn't do
0: anything I didn't do anything wrong. But no. uh, uh Yeah. So no. You know, it was, um, I'll tell you about that when we're done there. So is anybody going to stop the Lions and the Magpies this year? Are we going to see a repeat of last year's grand final?
1: Well, yeah, that was so strong last year that it's hard to see how they would drop out. Um, uh, yeah. If I was to say who would be in the grand final again, just at this stage of the season, you would say it would be those two clubs, but maybe Lions get it this year. Um, Yeah. Or, you know, Collingwood go on a bit of a streak.
0: And that would be, uh, you know, and and the Collingwood supporters would would certainly be timid and relaxed and you know gracious about winning back-to-back premierships right
1: <laughs> yeah well um they <laughs> they'd been at the door for so many years right and then right. they finally cracked it and yeah. uh now their team is still looking pretty damn good
0: oh they they certainly are they they, so, they, absol- they absolutely the
1: absolutely and will eventually return to his yeah. place exactly but um
0: and who knows maybe then he'll uh, go for basketball yeah
1: they're still looking very dangerous
0: yeah yeah so this you know this, the season for the uh the bulldogs comes to an end and uh what is the headline in the uh in the local paper about the bulldogs after their final game of the season what's the headline in the paper say about the bulldogs
1: Bevo moved to another club. Okay, and that club might be the purple club.
0: <laughs> okay, so you, so you think he, you'd, you'd think or, that he's, gonna...
1: or, or the, uh, the teal club, I reckon.
0: Oh, even though they just signed him yeah. to an extension as well, huh?
1: Mm, but if he doesn't do well,
0: well, yeah, we we learned yeah. we we learned from Brett Ratton that that contracts are made to be broken. You know, because he uh yes. You know, they, did, they ended up not having to pay him out a, a, a good amount of his contract, which to me, as you know, and again, I, I guess I have to, you know, to divest my brain from the, the way that, you know, sport works here in the United States that, you know, if, a, if a, a club in baseball or the NFL or the NBA or whatever dismisses a coach before their contract is up, they're responsible, the club's responsible for paying that entire contract. Whereas mm-hmm. if I, if I remember correctly, after Brett Ratton was fired uh, in 2022, uh, they only had to pay, if I'm not mistaken, they only had to pay, because he'd signed like a five-year extension and they only had to pay him like six months of that contract, which I thought was a, re, you know, was, was really interesting because, you know, if you're somebody who's a, you know, who signed a a, a deal for that length of time that, that you may have made, economic commitments in your life, you know, planning on those five years of, of contract dollars being there. And all of a sudden they're gone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, and again, I guess maybe, maybe they have to factor that in as they sign these contracts, knowing that they may not be, you know, a binding contract for them that, that clubs can get out of it or decide to dismiss them and not pay all of it. I, I see that, but uh, it just is uh, it's, you know, and and I guess you know bringing Ross Lyon back in, you know, was probably the uh, the the right move for for them. Um, I think you know the Saints had a really good year last year, and I think they're gonna. That's a club who I think could improve upon what they did last Might year. Be on the well. rise, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, talk, we're gonna talk yeah. about we're gonna talk about the Whiskey Bulldog podcast uh, in just a moment here. But are you ready for a little bit of trivia about the Bulldogs?
1: Yeah, let's go for it.
0: Okay, that that sounded supremely confident there, but let's see what
1: happens. <laughs> well, yeah, I, as a, a, a newly minted fan to mm-hmm. the Bulldogs, I'm not great at what happened in 1957. Well, this, uh, you know, I, that kind of things. So uh, I
0: I promise the more you, more recent
1: years probably that, okay.
0: That will most of this stuff is is recent. Okay. Most of this stuff is, is current for last year. Um, a couple cumulative things, but other than that, we're, 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 we're pretty good here. Then. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Ryan. Can you, you, you had, you had eight players for the Bulldogs last year that a, they all played at least 17 games and they all averaged at least 21 disposals. Can you name five of them?
1: And we still didn't make the eight.
0: And you still didn't make the eight <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> um so you had eight players with at least twenty what what was it, twenty, 20 disposals? 20,
0: they had twenty one at least twenty-one disposals and they all played at least seventeen games.
1: Okay. Bond. Mm-hmm. Trelaw. Yep. Um Oh, uh at a pinch Ed Richards. Yep. Yep. Um three. maybe even Bailey Smith, although he probably played on the lower end of that scale of games.
0: Mm-hmm. He did.
1: Uh Bailey Dale.
0: There you go. That's uh that's five of the eight. Can you do the other three as well? You got the other oh, three? Um Libba. There you go.
1: Did I say Trello yet?
0: You did say Turlor, yep. You've yep. said um, Turlor, Bonapelli, Libertori, Smith, Dale, and Richards.
1: Who else? Uh, did Tim English make
0: that list? Mm-mm, he did not.
1: Just by a fraction off.
0: Let me pull oh. that up here for you really quickly. Um, I think he was he was close, but. Uh, let's see here We get the rankings pulled up here and uh of course my computer is as you know is working extraordinarily slowly today um the other the other two uh mccray and daniel caleb uh caleb daniel was the or the other two. mccray and daniel were the other two that were on the ah uh, yeah of course yep. yep 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 okay so um Well, Ryan Gardner averaged 10 one percenters per game in his 10 games. He didn't really play enough games to qualify to lead the club, at least in my opinion. Anyway, he only played 10 games, which 18 game player was right behind him at 7.2 one percenters per game. Mm. And I and I say this all the time. I love the one percenter statistic. It's just it's just a neat stat where you can kind of just one percenters. Yeah, we can say that yeah, the, the player has done the right thing.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think maybe um when guards was in, it would have he would have gotten a lot when Liam Jones was out. So I think it's Liam Jones.
0: Yeah, it is Liam Jones. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yep. Okay. There you go. Now the next question. The next question for you. Cumulatively speaking, you know, all together, do the do the Bulldogs have a higher winning percentage at Docklands, Marvel Stadium or at the MCG?
1: Oh, definitely Docklands. By definitely. far.
0: You're absolutely right. 51.6% yeah. at Docklands and 40.8% at the MCG. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh I I'm not sure what year this if this was in the 20th century here, but I think it was 2007 is going for, too far back for you, if I'm not mistaken. I was going to ask you who the, the youngest player to debut for the Bulldogs in the 20th century. Uh, he was 17 years old. 20th century? In the, 20, in the 21st century. I'm sorry, 21st century. Duh. Yeah, not 20th century. Ah. Oh. Yeah, in the 21st century. Um, yeah, it would, it
1: would been... 21st century.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm oh. in denial that it's the 21st century. He was <laughs> He went on to play hundred and fourteen um, games. He's seventeen years, three hundred and forty-three days old.
1: Well, they're all about that age, aren't they? In the twenty first <laughs> century. <laughs> and they're starting just before they're eighteen in year twelve. Um yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you
0: it was jordan mcmahon who went on to play 100 in 2001 he played 114 games for the bulldogs and then went on to play 34 games for the tigers from 2008 to 2010
1: ah. yep it was a guy with the um long hair
0: looking at his picture here he did have a very yeah. large shock of dark hair um yep exactly
1: No, there Absolutely you go did, yeah okay
0: they just turned- If
1: if you said 20, 20th century, um, oh, and played at least a few games rather than one or two, it's uh-huh. probably Ted Witten because he's one of the the youngest, but also yeah, I think he was one of yeah. the oldest. Yep. Who retired the oldest? I think one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, and knock on wood. That, yeah. first of all, my signal continues here the rest of the time we're chatting today. But if he stays healthy, this player should play game 250 for the Bulldogs this year. He's played 230 games so far. If he stays healthy, he should play his 250th game for the Bulldogs this year.
1: Mm. Um. I think there's a few boys who are at 230-odd games in Their career, but um, like Trelaw is, but he, he's played for two other clubs, right? Right? Um, but so it must be Jack McRae because he it is. debuted with the dogs and stayed at the same,
0: it absolutely is. Yep, the whole time,
1: yep. is it? Yeah, it oh, is. You you're go. right.
0: Yeah, so um, this one, I, I know you're going to get this question right because you you've basically in a roundabout way already answered it. Before That's I a lot of pressure. It. Okay, no, I, I, I will be very surprised if you don't get this one. This twenty-three game uh, play. Th- no, I'm, and I, you're gonna get this one. This twenty-three yeah? game player. You believe now, in me. <laughs> this twenty-three game player had the lowest disposal efficiency for the club in twenty twenty-three. You've pretty much answered this one already, uh, and it was at fifty-five point five percent.
1: How many games?
0: Twenty-three. So he played everything last year,
1: because there's a few players who played everything, and the worst. Yeah, okay, it's going to be
0: Jamara. It is, it is. Yep. Yeah. I told you you were going to get that one. Yep. And the last, the last one that I have oh, for you, you here. Yeah, the last one I have for you. These two, these two players yeah. averaged more than 470 meters gained per game last year. So they were getting they were getting the ball up the ground.
1: Uh, it's going to be Bont. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bont. Uh
0: and the other one has also also been mentioned already today in our chat.
1: Yeah. Um it's either ooh, It could be Ed Richards or his comp- yeah he's he's mate down back maybe maybe it's not ed richards cuz he had a few it's, games it is out. not.
0: it is not ed richards huh
1: okay so it, it must be dale
0: bailey dale it is bailey dale yeah there you go i'll tell you what i i'm in, do you remember about 10 minutes ago you went into this and thinking oh i don't know how well i'm going to do you you crushed this you 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 did outstanding. Oh, well, I, I think uh, honestly, I think. Why you, didn't
1: I see Jack McRae, who got at least twenty-one disposals? Well,
0: well but you know, <laughs> I, I had said I had said get five out of eight, and you got six. Okay, so you got, you got you got more than the requisite number there. So that's, that is a uh, that's a that's a good thing. So I mean, I I think. That but you, Jack McRae is the. Well, I think you may have done better than. Just about anybody else that's done the, the the trivia for their club, and I've done. I think this is my eighth. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I think this is my eighth preview episode that that I've recorded, and I think you've done better than anybody else that's uh, that's answered the question. So you should be you should be pretty stoked about that. I, I'm impressed.
1: Mm. So. Maybe because you you selectively chose questions that would be easier for me because I'm a newer fan rather than what happened back in 1972.
0: Okay, you you couldn't just take the win and move on, huh?
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you like to ask those really old questions too. <laughs> well, you know,
0: I, but here's the thing, and and I I knew going into this that that would not be that would not be necessarily a fair thing to do to you because you're there. You go your depth of, of the game is, does not go as deeply. And, uh, and for those of you, and, and, and that's not, that's not a shot at you. That is just, you know, that's, that's just reality. And, uh, I'm actually pulling up my website right now. Um, because I, I, I want to, uh, I want to, uh, you know, for people who may not have heard you on the podcast before, I want to go ahead and, uh, and mention why I said that. And you need to go back and listen to episode 257 of the podcast, which was from April of last year when, when I had Tim on for the first time and we had a discussion about Mm -hmm. how he, you know, became a fan later in life, having come from other parts of the country and, and, and being embraced by the Bulldog supporters for the most part. And, you know, you're, your wife, having worked with the Bulldogs for a while, as well. Um, so, if you haven't heard episode two fifty seven, you're going to want to go back and listen to that because it, it's a really, it's a really, I really enjoyed it because it was a, it was a great chat that kind of affirmed what I thought about footy fans that 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 they, generally speaking, especially you know, if it's if it's your club that they're going that the people are going to embrace you. Now there there may be some folks that kind of push back and go. Oh, uh, what are you doing here? You know, this is you know you've not been here before. Get get out of here! But for the most part, if I remember correctly, you you found where you were welcomed with open arms, and people were very mm. happy to see you there, and glad to and glad to have mm. you on board. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. Yeah, for, it's been a great ride. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping now for the same reaction myself. That's a good
1: segue you. to what I've been doing the last year as well. With yeah.
0: So, you got started.
1: Yeah. So, um, doing
0: the Whiskey Bulldog podcast. And uh, is it safe to say that you've combined two of your favorite things?
1: Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, two of my favorite things: uh, whiskeys. Um, so, that would be single malt whiskey and watching the footy, watching the Bulldogs and following the, the season. Um, so,. You know, after our, our uh, foray into podcasts uh, with the Americans, mm-hmm. um, took a bit of inspiration, probably stole a few things along the way. Um,
0: Perfectly okay. You know, <laughs> and hey, um, you, you put me in a spot of stealing someone's yep, last hundred dollars from in front of a casino, so you're certainly allowed to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we... we we support each other in our endeavors being um lowly uh, podcasters i guess uh you have way more experience than me and i just you know dabbled a little bit um but hoped that uh, this year is a bigger year than than before um i started quite a bit later in the season last year because i was away overseas and whatnot um but yeah hopefully this this year i find a bit more time to do at least uh a weekly if not fortnightly episode on the the games ahead and the games um been mm-hmm. as well as review a couple of single malt whiskies along the way um so yeah the structure of the episodes are, are largely about the what the, what the game and the season has been so far and then what what's ahead and then taste one or two whiskies to do a little review of those um i've had some good response. Uh, there's actually, you'd be surprised, a few people out there who like whiskey and who like the Western Bulldogs. So the, the Venn diagram of those people are, are quite small, but there are actually a few that have reached out and I'm incredibly grateful to them. <laughs>
0: well, and, and, that's, uh, and that's great. And you know what, if, if, you're, if your content, you, even if somebody is not a whiskey drinker, if your content about the Bulldogs is something that they find interesting, they're going to tune in. If they if they enjoy the rest of your content, they're going to tune me. And I listen to I listen to a true crime podcast where every every episode they review a different type of beer at the beginning of it. I'm I come from a long family of alcoholics, so I don't drink much at all. So I mean I appreciate hearing about them and I think, oh, that sounds like that would be a good one. But I, you know, I I don't Mm. go out and and buy the latest one, but I enjoy the rest of I enjoy the rest of their stuff. But as you said, you're gonna you know doing this is all about finding a niche. And finding you know something that that is interesting to think. So you may find whiskey connoisseurs who don't know much about mm. Australian football, who may who may come for the whiskey and stay for the stay for the footy, if you will.
1: Yeah. Or maybe people who um, partake in other liquids, um, such well, as my friend right. Will, who I had. On an interview, he's a footy fan, but he's more of a bourbon fan. Okay. So we got together and and talked a little bit about that as well. Um, so it doesn't have to be bulldogs. It doesn't have to be single malt whiskey. It can mm-hmm. be whatever you drink and whatever you, whatever team you follow. So the Venn diagram gets slightly bigger from there.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, did you? for each episode did you did you try a new whiskey that you had not had before or were you or did you end up in some cases review ones that you had tried as you were getting started and that sort of thing and now you're going to branch out and you know take recommendations from listeners and go out and find that obscure one that uh
1: well you, yeah i Yeah, it, it it's a bit of a mix I, I wanted to show my own colors and what I like to drink as well in there as well so okay. some things that I've had for many years um, but also wanting to champion local distilleries from Melbourne and Victoria and Australia broadly because uh, putting Australian whiskey on the map is is important um, and people don't both locally and internationally don't realize how abundant the, op- the varieties are in Australia with whiskey um, and then also just try things that I've found along the way that sound interesting
0: okay okay yeah, yeah. and it, it's now have you have you had people recommend ones to you yet that you've that you've had to go seek and, and try and and bring home and add to your collection then
1: Sorry, I didn't get that one, Craig.
0: I was saying that, uh, did you, did you have anybody that made recommendations of any of them that you went out and and found the one that they recommended and did a review of it and thought, okay, this one's awesome. I'm going to go ahead and add this to my, to my repertoire at home.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, yeah, there's certainly things that I hadn't tried before, and never think to try before, which has come recommended to me. Okay. Um, and I've been either disappointed or or greatly surprised, and then explored within that realm even further. So. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it. The whiskey community is a large community, mm-hmm. um, and the football community is a large community. But I'm just trying to put those two interests together as an intersection. Um, so, you know, I'm going to have a very, very small listenership, but, um, if, if you are interested in either of those things, then why not give it a crack?
0: Well, you know, I, and it it, it could, it could definitely, you know, start out that way. But again, if, if, if what you do footy related brings people for the footy part of it, like I'd mentioned with that, that true crime podcast that i listen to um mm. you know I, I i you know they spend about a minute talking about a certain type of of beer and you know they they fundraise you know getting people to donate to put beer into their beer fridge that's kind of that's kind of their their little um tagline you know that they, they thank people for f- helping to fill up the beer fridge for that week it's it's kind of how they go about doing things but uh you know it's a uh you know, if, if, the, if what you're doing is, is good and you people are going to come back to it and, yeah, and, you know, maybe uh, you know, since, I mean, since yeah. you, since you have such a, you know, you have a luxury that I don't have, you, you are living amongst the bulldog supporters, or at least in relatively close proximity, yes. as opposed to me and other footy supporters there are yeah I'm literally down
1: the road from exactly
0: exactly so you know you could always do you know and you know maybe you end up doing you know a uh you know a lot you know live episode here or there where you you go out to you know you reach out to a place and say hey kid you know we do a a gig here you know do a live episode and record it from you know your local pub where you you know you have the pub you bring you know bring in a maybe a variety that you've not tried before and sample it and bring in bulldog supporters to try it and that sort of thing. And it could be a, it could be mm. a great promotional thing then, um, to, you know, to help garner more listeners and such and, and get people doing the whole word of mouth thing with it as well then.
1: Mm. I think that will, um, be a very much a lay to me, um, thing that I'll do. Okay. But, uh, yeah there's so many different ways to oh, cut yeah. this
0: yeah it's i mean i i i like the fact that you found another you know it and it's not a whole lot different from what you know what i do with mine you know you 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 do a review of of a a single malt whiskey at the beginning of every episode there we go i i'm, I'm just i'm i just had sent you a note on uh yeah that uh, said, I was just waiting for it to connect again there. So I was, I was saying that, you know, that, uh, you know, what you do with, you know, the review of of a single malt whiskey at the outset of, of each episode, it, it's not dissimilar from what I do, you know, cause it's, you know, the, the thing that I have found that, that I, that I, I, I enjoy it almost as much as doing the discussions. And that is giving a shout out to a local footy club because it lets me go in and, and, you know, comb through the lists of all the foot different local footy clubs around the country in Australia and kind of learn a little bit about the geography and then see, you know, sometimes I discover clubs where, you know, players that, you know, have gone on to play at the highest level in the VFL or the AFL uh, that, that they've got, they cut their teeth at, you know, at club X or club Y that I didn't, I had no clue about. And it's great to see mm. that and be able to reveal that and share that information with people. And, uh, and, 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 and I think if nothing else, you know, the clubs, you know, they're, they're, they're very surprised when a when, you know, they get a note, you know, in their messenger or something like that, showing up from some crazy American saying, Hey, I gave your, your local footy club. That's, you know, on the other side of the planet, a shout out during my episode. And they're like, who are you? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, cause the one, the one I, that was at the start of this week's episode was uh, local to you, the West Footscray Roosters. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they yeah. can't be too far from where you are.
1: No, just down the road. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, I mean, and I just I, I I try to do my I try to coordinate who I'm speaking with 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 the local mm-hmm. club in terms of like which state that I that I I choose uh, from, and it's you know I've got ones that I've not you know I've done a few in the Northern Territories, and I've actually had that's been interesting because I've had a lot of connections with those folks, things that I you know that have yeah. been absolutely wonderful from there. So you said you're going to be uh, you know getting going uh, again and probably doing an episode once the practice match, the, the sim matches happen here very soon. So you, are you, you excited about uh, getting this going again? Are you, are you going to be able to, and I haven't even looked to see the schedule in terms of when things are going to be played where, but are they playing close enough that you're going to be able to go watch them play?
1: Uh, no, the first, our, our practice match is in um, Launceston. So I don't think I'll be able to make it for that. Okay. And that will be against the Hawks in okay. um on Saturday the 2nd of March. Okay. Uh yeah, and our first round game is against Melbourne. So um on that, the 17th on the Sunday.
0: That's at least local.
1: Uh yeah. and yeah. that will be at ACG, yeah.
0: And I am um, unfortunately
1: I'm hope- I'll be working that day so ah. I won't be able to make it but okay. uh I will definitely try to have it on either in the background but I'll w- watch it once I get home from go. work
0: that day. And and you, and you have um, you know your your schedule certainly varies depending upon what happens to be going on. And you know
1: Yeah, my shifts change all the time. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah, that and, that's and, and you, the other thing about my my work on the podcast as well is that my shifts are irregular Mm and you know but ranging between morning evening and night shifts right right on any which day of the week so um yeah i I try to uh fit in going to the games as much as i can and then Mm -hmm. i also do watch the game um afterwards at home later and then um if i can't go to the to that game that week then i'll probably watch it once or twice at home um while i'm trying to stay up for the night um Mm -hmm. ready for night shift sleeps or uh once i get home from work um whatever time that may be have a dram in hand as well and write my notes
0: well you know i yeah i and i think i think you'll maybe understand you know why i say this this way but i i mean with your job i hope that you have more boring evenings at work than not boring which means that it's you know if Whoa. you know what i mean
1: and uh, no it's always busy it's always, always. busy it's a 24 okay. hour service the ed yeah. where i am so yeah. yeah yeah anything can happen at any moment right um right. like last last week we had uh two very sick patients at the same time and we had to call in more re- reinforcements from home it was that hectic so uh yeah having something on in the background that at my work is uh would be a rarity <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's
0: fruitless yeah it's uh it, does, it doesn't make yep. much sense to have it on because you're not going to hear it anyway yeah that's that's true. that's right I, uh, amongst and, all the
1: screaming and all the all the buzzers and all the beeps
0: and i and i know how that you know i i had a uh um um, I have to reschedule my preview with Adelaide because the gentleman I was going to sit down with is a uh, nurse practitioner and he'd been called into yeah. work. He'd been called into work because of some emergency. So he wasn't, he sent me a message on, on uh, X or Twitter uh, from his phone that he was sitting at a stoplight saying, Hey, I got called into work and, and I, I get it. I understand, you know, that, that my job is a little bit more stable. I know my, my school day starts. You know, the kids' first period of the day begins at eight oh five and it ends at two fifty. Um, mm. you know, of course, I'm in. I'm in my classroom typically by six a.m. every day. I get a lot more done in the morning yeah. than I end. But then at two at two fifty, I'm out the door. I don't stick around after school. You know, I I yeah. my last my last class of the day, they know as they leave to push the door shut on the way out because I have a door that exits out of my classroom into the right into the parking lot where I'm parking and I'm. I'm in my car about 15 seconds after the bell rings and I'm gone, but I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) I'm there two hours before the school day starts. So if anybody needs to see me, they know where to find me. In fact, uh, been a couple of days that I've actually been in my classroom getting stuff done. And then we get the phone call from the, like the, the superintendent, the leader of our school district, telling us that we're on a, uh, a delay because of fog or were closed because of snow, but I'm already at school before yeah. they before they make the call to close the school down for the day. So you happens, are able to drive in time. somehow. <laughs> well, in the fog, you don't fall, get
1: a, ever get stuck there.
0: <laughs> uh, well, as far as the snow, I haven't gotten stuck in the snow. Um, the fog is is sometimes a little bit you because know, part of our our school district, you know, where a lot of the, the kids live and the school buses are picking them up, is out in a very rural area. So the fog just really sits low to the ground, and, it, and it's hard to see the roads and that sort of thing. So we end up with these delays. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we are actually, there's a, a, a significant eclipse event that's taking place in April. Uh, that, it's, that eclipse is going right over our community. So they, they have already canceled school for that day in, I think it's April the 8th. We've already canceled school that day because of the eclipse. So we will not be in school that day. So we have a, we have a calamity day at school because of the eclipse.
1: Mm. Which well, I'm... great day for podcasting then.
0: You well, yeah, it is. It is. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm going to sleep in early then. I'll get to, I'll get to sleep in until six o'clock yeah. that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we wrap up, uh, any last thoughts? You know, who do you see possibly jumping into the top eight that has not been there? last year besides your Um, bulldogs or is it just your bulldogs
1: well i can only hope for the best for the bulldogs to jump back into the eight Mm -hmm. um i think the suns have a good shot at having a good go this year at the eight i mean it, it might be extremely tight again like it was like Last year was one of the tightest um, right right seasons, wasn't it? So, like percentage differences in the end can make all the difference. Um, so, I think Suns could have a good go at breaking the eight. Um, Saints, you know, they started strong last year. Maybe they can find some consistency again. Um, and then Frio, if Nat Fife does. If he's feeling good and he he slots back in and they get some momentum and joy out of um, him performing well, then maybe them as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had you had fourteen, yeah, you, know, you had fourteen teams that won ten games last year, which yeah. is you know which is a significant amount, which means that you had a couple clubs that just you know really played poorly you know, overall with the Eagles and the the Ruse in terms of only mm. winning three games apiece. Yeah. But, um, you know, you had, you know, the Hawks and the Suns were the, the bottom four. And, you know, I, I think legitimately you could argue, you know, like I said, there could be 13 clubs, maybe 14, that could possibly make the eight this year. So it's going to be, you know, clubs can, I think, ill afford to drop a game that they should win. Yeah, yeah you, you, you there, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on teams this year especially especially against clubs that they are favored against because if if mm. you clubs you know, playing catch up you know after having dropped a game that you shouldn't have lost like you like you mentioned the one with yeah. the Eagles last year you know that yeah that was one that uh you know you know it it, it kept you out um you know and and let's be honest it Yes, it kept you out, but you may not have been any in any way if the umpires during the Swans and Crows game actually made the right call. The Crows might have jumped ahead of you anyhow because their percentage was still 10 yeah. points higher than the Bulldogs at that point in time. So it's... Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I think that's a club right there that might be jumping into the eight as well. I think the Crows are, are a club that, you know, is... is
1: well, yeah, they would... We thought that last year as well, but right, um, right. that didn't turn out that good, did it?
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, the I think,
1: uh, unfortunately, to say the uh, the orange team might do well this year.
0: Uh, the I Giants. Wouldn't, I was, wouldn't be surprised by yeah. that. You know, I and I think. And I've said this on other other episodes. I, I think that for the, the the good of the the comp, the good of the league, and and I, I don't I'm not saying rig the game so it happens, but I think it's it's imperative for the comp and for the, the health of the league in the long run for the Suns to finally play finals. Because the, the, the league has spent so much money on that club uh-huh. and gotten such little, if you will, such little return on their investment that they need that club to play yeah. finals in order to say, you know, see, this is the reason why we got that club there. So,
1: yeah, I'm, yeah. If, if giants and sons make the top eight this year, that'll be amazing.
0: Yeah. If and, they, and if there's
1: room for both of those teams
0: and th- think about it, you know, uh, I I'd, I'd have to go back and look you know the 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 last time that you know the two non victoria or two non melbourne clubs played in the grand final. I was saying that that uh you know Mick Aussie and I had spoken to one another saying that uh that if the uh if the giants and the bold or the lions ended up playing in the grand final we may have to buy tickets and fly over because nobody in victoria is going to want to go to the game and we might be able to actually get tickets for it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well we don't. might
1: have yeah yeah well lions we'll um giants sons yeah uh if Rose. geelong get back in maybe uh port yeah
0: yep well it's hey a man
1: scary prospect for melbourneians
0: yes it yeah it is it is but uh, but they'll still fill the stadium they'll, they'll sell every ticket people people are going to want to yeah. go to a grand final. You know, like people want to go to a Super Bowl. And this is not about American sports, but the stadium will get filled. Mm. One way or the other, it will get filled. Um, So where can people, you know, if people want to go back and listen to old, old episodes of Whiskey Bulldogs podcast, where can people find that right now?
1: Uh, You can search Whiskey Bulldogs uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts um so whiskey spelt with a with a k-y not a k-e-y um and uh you can follow on instagram whiskey bulldogs it's all pretty straightforward
0: okay sounds great and i you know i'm i'm thrilled you know for your success with this and i'm i'm, I'm glad i'm glad that you're doing this because I, I think you bring a lot to the table you know with your your newfound passion for the game. And, you know, you're you're somebody who's, you know, learning, you know, le- you know, who's fallen in love with the game, but you're, you're learning to fall in love with the game, you know, much more, much later on than, than most people. And they can, I think they can appreciate your interest in the game, especially, and especially, I think you're somebody who, you know, people who are new to footy, I think will also appreciate, you know, checking out your show because you're. You know there there are things that you're seeing for the first time ever every once in a while in a game like you know you go well I've not seen that happen before um because you know and, and I see that still and I'm I'm you know I'm, I'm certainly learning that now with watching cricket as well that I'm seeing things that I had never picked up on before and I'm, I'm I've really been watching a, a ton of cricket lately as well so it's been uh that's been a lot of fun so yes, that's kind of been my off season and uh And it it might be a situation where I end up watching even more of it here in the very near future because the big sports networks here in the U.S. are, are beginning to discuss combining into, like, one big giant sports conglomerate and putting all of the sports on there with a relatively high price tag each month. And I may get to the point where I, you know, I mean, I already... The only the only sport, the only U.S. sports I watch is a little bit of college football, not much. And I generally I'll watch the Cleveland Browns play in the NFL. You know, I didn't I didn't watch a single playoff game until the mm. Super Bowl in in the NFL this year. I didn't I didn't watch any of them because it didn't. Well, actually, I did. I watched the Browns game because they were in the playoffs this year. But other than that, I didn't watch any of the other ones because it didn't it didn't interest me at all you know i'm so i'm so invested mm. in watching in in being involved in doing stuff with footy and i've now gotten so enamored with and fascinated by the game of cricket that i i don't miss the american sports that i used to watch i really don't miss them and that's a shame for mm. those sports because they you know especially with baseball you know cuz i was a bigger baseball fan than anything and baseball drove me away from the game that i loved more than any other sport and I don't miss it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. and, and that's not on me, that's on Bella. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, um, we're looking forward to hosting you in Australia this year. I'm
0: looking so forward to it. So you can uh,
1: enjoy and get amongst it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I'm, I've, I've been looking at, at places to visit and that sort of thing. And I, I, I've, I've determined that one of the things that I wanna do And I, and I, I've joked with people. I said, I don't know if they do tours or not, but I'm going to sneak into the building otherwise, but I'm going to, I'm going to go to the facility over there, uh, in, uh, in Port Melbourne where they actually manufacture Vegemite. It's on, it's one Vegemite way in Port Melbourne. I will get into the facility somehow, even if they do not offer tours. And I did find, Mm. I did find, go ahead.
1: You might get a blacklist against uh, coming back to the country after that, but well, you know, at least you've had your
0: shot. I will. I'll tell you what. I will take. I will get a I bring along a nice glossy photograph of me with all of my empty jars, and and I'll say, you know what? Maybe this gives me a little bit of credibility here. But I even found. <laughs> I even found there's a place uh, out to the west of, I believe Bendigo, where a gentleman by the name mm-hmm. of Cyril McAllister is from. And there's a small Cyril McAllister museum in that town. And he is the guy who invented Vegemite. He's the Mm, guy who came up with it. And they have a little small museum. Mm. It looks like it's in an old gas station, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they have a Facebook page. It's this. uh, uh, I I would love love to make the trek out there. I think it's a couple hours outside of Melbourne. I'd love to go see that little place to say, I've been there. I've been been Mm. to the... Um I've been to the, the Vegemites version of Mecca, if you will.
1: <laughs> yes. If, if we there can you go. if
0: we can call it that there. I, so, I would
1: gladly drive you there.
0: That would be that would be an <laughs> awesome place to go visit. But uh you know, it's and I mean they 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 do they do artwork with Vegemite there. They which just you know conjures <laughs> up image. Yeah, I know it's 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 crazy. I'm thinking, yeah. well, first of all, why waste it? And secondly. It looks, it looks exactly what you think it would look like. It's
1: not pretty. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. But there you go. Really really cool little YouTube page that they have or a Facebook page that they have there. Well, hey, Tim, um, I want to thank you for Mm. for taking time out of your morning. I know you've been busy and you got the day off and, and I appreciate you spending some time with me. And I, as I, as I like to say, I do wish the Bulldogs the best of luck 22 times this year. OK, out of their 24 rounds, mm-hmm. I wish them luck 22 times and uh, I guess technically 21 times because they'll play uh, 23 games this year. But because uh, they do have the cats on the on their fixture twice this year. So I wish them luck, you know, every game except for two. Um, yeah. And I hope you get to as many games as you possibly can. And uh, it's, yes, uh, it is. It is great to chat with you. And I'm glad that we figured out the WhatsApp thing. And now that that has shown up and, uh, mm. um, you know, I'm. Like I said I, I the last person that I actually got something from on there uh was um a gentleman who I did a preview with about the Bulldogs back in 2022 a guy by the name of Steve Stephen Campbell who hmm. did uh if you, I don't know if you've ever listened to that one but I spoke to him for a couple of hours and he did like cross-country uh motorcycle trips all across Asia and in fact he's in, he's in Indonesia right now riding his motorcycle across Indonesia. Um, Mm. just a really, really fascinating guy with some wonderful stories, you know, about the bulldogs (laughs) and then also about his, his travels as well. So Mm. I hope you have a wonderful week. Like I said, I I, I, I know, I know it's hectic, you know, in your job, but I hope it's as unhectic as it can possibly be.
1: No, this was a a great way to unwind and, um, think about something else for a little while. And, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. And, uh, keep up the good work and go cats as well.
0: Thank you very much. I do appreciate it, man, and and cheers and and uh, the offer, very gracious of you. I I will you know I, I I've had some other folks that have that have said the same thing that I need to follow up with as well. I just you know I don't want to be an inconvenience to people is kind of what my mindset was there you know because but it's uh, you know I I I'm we will we will definitely talk and once I as we talked about off air once I figure out some of the things that are going on with with that stuff. Once the, once the ticket is purchased, like I said, the die has been cast, and I'm I'm coming come hell or high water. Mm. Which sounds like you had some high water this week.
1: Yeah. just uh, do it, just book it.
0: Sounds, <laughs> yeah. I like I said, I got convi- to convince. Once you book it, the-
1: then it falls yeah. into place. Yep, I got to cast it out.
0: I have to just go ahead and you know book the four weeks, and as they say, it's better to ask for you know per- ask for forgiveness than permission. Um, So, Mm, mm. (laughs) but you know, it's a, it's a win-win because I won't be around the house, you know, making a bunch of racket and messes and that sort of thing. So it will be a win-win then. And then I go right back a couple weeks later, I go right back to work then. So, Hey man, have a fantastic week and uh, I hope everything is great at your house.
1: Thank you so much, Craig.
0: You bet. Cheers. All right, Tim. Well, Hey man, I appreciate you taking time out of your Monday morning. I actually think it's Tuesday morning for you there, as a matter of fact. And uh, I truly enjoyed this discussion. Um, you've been a great friend of the podcast. And uh, knowing the insight that you have with the club is absolutely awesome there. So, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there. You can subscribe. They'll it a little pop-up that'll ask you to do that there. You can leave a review. And if you enjoyed the show, I do hope you'll take a couple of minutes and leave a review for the podcast. It would be absolutely awesome. If you wanna help out the podcast, you certainly can click on that, buy me a coffee button and help out the podcast that way. And uh, anything there that goes right back into the podcast. Although I'm gonna be coming in July to visit Australia for the first time. And uh, well, hoping to meet up with as many of you as I possibly can. So also make sure that you get on that mailing list while you're over there as well. So when new episodes come out, they are in your inbox as soon as they are released. Ladies and gentlemen, Look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Make sure they're okay. Reach out to them. Tell them you love them. Go out and have that coffee. Go out and have that beer, whatever it is. Uh, But make sure you check up on your friends. And I do appreciate the kind words, everybody. And we're on and on to the next one. And uh, can't wait to bring the next preview to you. And as always, may your double kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. And this has been episode 306 of A Yank on the Footy. Remember, you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or X, a yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or to yankonthefooty.com. And all of those links are there. And I do hope you'll subscribe. Give me a follow. Share the podcast with your friends and family if you're enjoying it. And even if you're not enjoying it, say, hey, here's this crazy America. Check it out. They might like it. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, cheers and goodbye.